Sam, it is a delight to have both of you here today. Take what time you want to share your ministries, okay? We're so thrilled to be with you this morning, and uh, we count you as dear friends, and your church has supported us from the very beginning. In fact, many, many years ago, uh, this was the first church I spoke to on my deputation journey to begin raising support for the ministry, and you folks uh, partnered with us from the very beginning. And it's so exciting when you think of all the times that you're praying for missions, you're giving, and over all these many years, you never know what's happening, but your prayers and your giving is enabling all kinds of people to find the Lord. And quite a number of years ago, while you were praying and giving, it was the time when Eager came to the Lord. And what God did with his life is, is just, uh, just truly amazing. When, when uh, his crowd that he used to run with, they kind of can be divided into three groups. Uh, there's a, a good chunk of them that are dead. They've died from overdoses or violence. There's another a section of them, a second group uh, that's in prison. But there's a third group. He sees them every Sunday morning when he preaches. He sees several people who used to be enslaved by crime and drugs and alcohol, but now they've been redeemed as he was. And But before you he- hear his story, we're just going to give you a little uh, background information through slides. Uh, BIEM is our ministry, and we began uh, in the times of the Soviet Union during the Cold War period when Russia was a closed country, church doors were locked, and there was only one door by which we could preach the gospel, and back then it was by radio. And we began as a radio ministry. We also uh, got Bibles in behind the Iron Curtain. We gave information about prisoners' families. And uh, we, we began that way, but uh, the gospel preaching by my father, uh, we were eventually on, on several uh, shortwave radio stations around the world. And then uh, God brought those walls down. Freedom came. And uh, we began to pray along with our brethren of what we should do next. And God directed us to shift our ministry from radio to planting churches by supporting training and equipping nationals. We started in the Moscow area, and you you can see those crosses. That's where we started some of our first churches, and then in Kiev. And uh, God blessed, and God gave us a wonderful group of of church planters that were dedicated. And and, uh, as the years went by, God expanded the ministry. We began to reach out into other neighboring countries pretty soon, not only Russia and Ukraine, but Moldova, uh, Romania, uh, Belarus, uh, Republic of Georgia, and even even eventually the the Muslim countries of Central Asia and and a couple countries in Western Asia as well. Uh, All with the same goal, our goal has always been uh, planning churches. And in some of these Muslim countries, it's, it's a little different. We have, they're, they're always going to be house churches, but souls are being saved and churches are being established. And since uh, we made that shift from radio to church planting, we have now planted over 100 churches. And you folks have been a part in that. You've invested heavily, and we thank the Lord for you. And uh, many of these fellows are, are converted Muslims that are preaching the gospel in restricted countries. And uh, when we got involved in church planning, there's, there's three or four ministries that automatically come into the picture. One is training, because if uh, you need to train uh, the, the preachers, 
And so we began involved in, in training, and uh, we have uh, several places where that conducts. You're familiar with Brother Bruce Tuttle. He's one of our missionaries. He has a school for training pastors in Bielitsadikva. We have a school in Kiev. And through all these efforts, we have actually trained hundreds of, uh, of uh, church planners, missionaries, uh, church workers, and pastors. Uh, then we automatically got involved in children's ministry. Almost, not all. But almost all of our new churches started as a children's work. The missionaries start children's club. They get to know the parents. They uh, lead in the Lord. They become part of Bible studies. And eventually, uh, a church is formed. And uh, children to the Bible clubs are encouraged uh, by... To, to attend. Good attendance is rewarded by going to summer camp. And so every year uh, we have uh, a couple dozen different camps in different areas, and this is a wonderful outreach. Many come to the Lord to that. Every year hundreds of young people uh, come to Christ. Another part of this ministry automatically is Bible distribution. Uh, hearing it comes forth, the, the salvation comes by hearing by the, the Word of God. And so that has always been a part from the beginning is distributing the Word of God. And now in some of the, the, the uh, restricted nations, we have to do it differently. You can't just hand out Bibles. But this is a program you folks have, have helped with in the past. I hear it now where we put, we put the, the, the Bible, the New Testament, gospel messages, testimonies uh, from uh, their own people, all in their own language on these small MP3 players and some, some music as well. And originally we targeted 10 different uh, languages, and now I think we're on our, on our 12th. Uh, also shipping containers of humanitarian aid. And you folks have a big role in that. You're collecting goods even now. And uh, we have volunteers that go through the items. And uh, not, only, uh, not only clothing and medical supplies, but we get a lot of church planning equipment. We, 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 we send pianos, pulpits, uh, chairs, tables, uh, sports equipment, even the garden tools because some of the churches have rehab centers where the men earn their keep. And so that's become part of the ministry. And then church building. Uh, we found if you can get a church in their own building, in the soil of their community, you're a big way towards being self-supporting. And so we are now just completed our 51st uh, church building program. And uh, every one of these buildings has had its challenges. Not, not one of them was an easy project. But uh, praise God. Uh, everyone has a story. Everyone is a miracle. And the one we're going to tell you a little bit more about in, in, is Desna. This is where Pastor Eager is, is pastoring. And this is a ministry that you've been involved with and heard about before. This is the, the military base north of the capital city of Kiev, uh, one of the largest military bases in the Soviet Union. Who would ever thought? In those days, you can start a church on a Soviet military base. Who would have thought that? <laughs> but one day we got a call. Make a long story short. And I'll just share where it is. That's Kiev, the capital, and Desna is north of Kiev. But we get a call with an opportunity to distribute 10,000 Bibles to all the soldiers on this military base. And uh, what an opportunity. And that was done. Uh, that was a wonderful distribution. It really opened the doors, and uh, the word of God was, was gladly received. And then the commander of the base approached Eugene and said, You know what? He says, In our, in our town... And a military city is like this. Half of it, half of it is barracks where thousands of soldiers live. The other half is a town. It's where the officers live with their families, and they have 10, 11,000 people. Their school system has like 1,800 young people in the school system. And the commander said, you know, in our town, in the middle of the forest, behind barricaded military walls, 
Our young people are getting hooked on drugs and alcohol. Would you be willing to send somebody to work with our youth? Oh, would we? And we got a church planning couple there, and they started with a questionnaire they distributed to the kids and the youth in the schools. And they said, would you be interested in soccer clubs? You could check whether you were just a soccer club, English club, a Bible study group, and, or computer club. Almost everybody checked all four. <laughs> and so that's how the ministry began. We began with a soccer. They, they developed a wonderful soccer team that actually won some tournaments. And uh, the computer club was, was amazing. We had, we had 55 people sign up in the first week, but we only had three computers. So that was wild. <laughs> but to generate a lot of enthusiasm, the Bible study group was just really a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people got saved there. And eventually they began to meet, began to have Sunday services in a rented room. And God blessed. Uh, souls were saved. Uh, this is the couple. You've met them before they, that they started the work initially. And uh, this is uh, the new church began as souls were saved. And then another amazing, amazing, amazing miracle. We had an opportunity to buy a building, not next to the base, on the base. Do you realize how amazing that is? To this day, there is no privately owned building. In, on that base, except ours. <laughs> and it's owned by the church. And, and some of you were involved in remodeling it, and now this is what, it's really a beautiful building. <coughs> and uh, a lot of work was done, and uh, a lot of renovation, and uh, a lot of people from different churches helped, including your church. And everybody has talents, they use their talents to the maximum, maximum. Eager, his talent turned out to be ladders. Um, all our ladders were being stolen. And Eager one day says, I'm tired of buying new ladders. I'm going to build my own that nobody will steal. <laughs> this is actually a, a genius masterpiece. I mean, it's, it's got several features. It, it's a child-proof. No kid can climb up there. It, it, it is theft-proof. You need a team of horses to drag the thing away. And it's extremely efficient. Anybody who gets on the top of there and start working, they want to get down really quick. So they do their work fast. So it's, it's a really... A, 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 you want to talk to Eager if you want to hear... He'll share plans for you if you want to build one like that. <laughs> and then uh, you'll hear the story, but eventually Eager became the pastor here. And he's doing a wonderful work. This is his family. And uh, at the fifth anniversary of the church, uh, Eager was ordained. And... Uh, God is really using him in that ministry. And uh, it's, a, it's a largely a training base. They also had a tank division. They had special forces. And it, it's, it's quite an impressive place. And, I mean, thousands of soldiers. Every six months, there's, there's new ones coming. And a big turnover every six months. A lot of those that have been saved are officers. And they live there on the base. They, they train soldiers. Uh, some of the retired people got saved, become part of the church. And you see the two soldiers on the right, they, they're an illustration of the two different kinds of soldiers. The one, uh, the one on the left is a volunteer. They now have a volunteer army, and he's a career soldier that's enlisted on his own. And they also have a draft. The guy on the right uh, has, has been drafted, so they have two different kinds. And the officers, they're young people. They're really young. They have their, their wives and children live on the base, so there's a lot of children, a lot of youth in the city, and the church does a wonderful job in reaching the youth with different children's programs, with youth, with camping programs for uh, the teenagers and, and the young adults. 
And uh, there have been so many people saved here, so many amazing stories. Out of this one church, there are 16 people who got saved that are either preparing or in the, in the Lord's work. So it's been very, very productive. Uh, these are, are some of them. Bonjour, Игорь will give a little bit about some of these. Good morning. Хотел бы вам передать огромный привет. I'd like to give you a wonderful warm greeting. От братьев и сестер с Украины. From our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. Очень теплый привет. Very warm greetings they give you. Сегодня у меня есть привилей быть вместе с вами. It's a privilege for me to be with you this morning. И свидетельствовать о Божьей благодати. And to testify of God's grace. И о том, что Бог живой. And that God is alive. И о тех делах, которые Он делает в Украине. And to testify of those things He's doing in Ukraine. Вот эта пара. This couple here. Удивительная история у них. An amazing story. Она сидела восемь лет в тюрьме. She was imprisoned for eight years. За убийство. For murder. Ее муж был алкоголик. Her husband was an alcoholic. Вся семья у его были рабами алкоголя. All his, their, his entire family were uh, severe alcoholics. Они все из дома продали. They sold, they lost everything. Спали на полу. They just slept on the floor. И она уверовала. But then she got saved. И уверовала в тюрьме. She got saved in prison. Мы писали ей письма. We wrote her a letter. Когда она освободилась. When she served her term. Она говорит, я хочу, чтобы мой муж, он тоже пришел к Богу. She said, I would like my husband to get saved too. Когда она сидела в тюрьме, она с ним развелась. When she was in prison, they divorced. И в первые года своего тюремного заключения. That was in the beginning of her imprisonment. Но когда она уверовала, она решила, что ей нужно восстановить свои отношения. But when she got saved, she realized that God's will was for him to be saved and to restore their marriage for the Lord. So she told me, Pastor, I, I want to see him saved, and I, I would like to, us to be remarried. What do you think? I said, that's a bad idea. <laughs> He's a severe alcoholic. Она говорит, я хочу и молюсь, чтобы Бог изменил его жизнь. But she said, I believe God can change him. И он уверовал. And he did. He got saved. И я вышел в церкви. And I was amazed. The whole church was amazed. Я говорю, простите, я не верил, что Бог это может изменить. I apologized to her and I apologized to the whole church. I said, forgive me, church. I I didn't think this would happen, but God is great. Forgive me for lack of faith. И они получили в нашей церкви благословение. And so they've been a big blessing to our church. И это была ихняя маленькая свадьба. So this was kind of like uh, a wedding, kind of commemorating, you know, the reuniting and the restoring of their marriage. Standing next to me are two men. The one in the middle, his name is Pasha. He was an officer. He was, had the highest of military education. Became a drug addict. И он раз восемь раз был в разных репцентрах. He eventually was sent to eight different rehabilitation centers. 
И ему ничего не помогало. None of them could help him. 14 лет он кололся. He was injecting drugs for 14 years. И Бог коснулся его сердца. But God worked in his heart и спас его. And saved him. И сейчас он в нашей церкви кассир. Now he's not only a member of our church, but he's our treasurer. Тот, который справа, the one on the right, это мой друг с детства. That's my friend, my childhood friend from when we were very young. Я уверовал. When I got, I got saved, и 12 лет за него молился. I prayed for him for 12 years. Он все эти 12 лет кололся. All those 12 years he continued injecting drugs. Его резали ножом. He was, uh, he was severely wounded in a knife, with a knife in a fight. Избивали до полусмерти. And, and he was beaten near to death. Я много раз приходил к нему в больницу. And I went and visited him many times in, in the hospital. И рассказывал о том, что Бог любит его. I would tell him that God loves him. Через 12 лет он уверовал. But it took 12 years before he got saved. И мы с Самуилом несколько лет назад крестили его. And brother Sam and I not, long, not just a few years ago baptized him. И он сейчас ходит в нашу церковь. He's a member of our church. Коротко расскажу про эту семью. I'll say just a little bit about this family. Потому у меня может будет возможность вечером Он был офицером. He was, this man was an officer. Он был финансистом. He was the head financial officer of the whole military base. Именно самым главным, кто решал вопрос насчет денег военной части. He was the man in charge that made all the financial decisions for the base. Закончил очень престижный университет в Украине. He graduated from the most prestigious school in Kyiv. Его мама главный врач. Her, his mother's a, a, a head surgeon. Но он стал наркоманом. But he became a drug addict. Пять раз он лечился. Five times he was sent to different rehabilitation centers. Проходил лечение у самого главного нарколога Украины. And he went and was treated by, by the leading doctors in Ukraine. И ему ничего не помогло. They couldn't help him. Но Бог ему помог. But you know God helped him. Бог спас его. God saved him. Когда он употреблял наркотики, его жена пила. And when he was taking drugs, his wife became an alcoholic. Бог изменил его их жизнь. But God changed both of their lives. Слава Богу. Praise God. Бог живой. God is a living God. Это одна из последних семей, которые пришли к Богу. This is one of the more recent people that came to Christ. Я о них чуть-чуть расскажу больше. I'm going to say a little bit about more, a little bit more about them in my message this morning. Около нашей церкви есть военная баня. Right behind our church is the military base showers where all the, all the soldiers shower. И около семи тысяч солдат проходит каждую неделю. So, seven, about 7,000 soldiers are marched past our building every week. Мимо нашей церкви. Right in front of our church building. И у меня родилась идея. I got an idea. Что надо повесить библейский стих. To put up a Bible verse on our building. Который бы мог свидетельствовать всем военным о том, that would share a verse from the Bible with all the soldiers marching by. 
I didn't know what verse. И советовался со всеми. I began to talk to people, getting advice about what verse to use. И один брат у меня спросил. One brother asked. А почему вы не хотите электронный? Why don't you? Why have you thought of putting on an electronic board? Чтобы можно было менять. So you could change verses. Я даже так не думал. I said I didn't even think of that. И Бог благословил, у нас появилась возможность. And you know, God provided for us to put up this electronic billboard. Повесить экран. And so it was put up. И солдаты могут все время проходить и читать. Soldiers, they can't stop. They're in in formation, but they they can see the sign. И через этот билборд тоже много военных приходило в нашу церковь. Many have come to church because of that billboard now. И мы таким образом свидетельствуем. And we 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 share the gospel that way. That will go back. He talks about the war in the east, and those are all guys who who were saved and were, were dispatched to serve on the front. Уже около четыре года идет война в The war has been going on in the east for four years now. На востоке Украины. In eastern Ukraine. И в Десне проходят обучения. In Desna, it's largely a training base, and so they're trained on. In, in Desna. Проходят обучение и едут на войну. They're trained and then they're sent directly to the front. И наша церковь может служить тем, чтобы рассказывать о том, что есть вечная жизнь. Our church has an opportunity to share the gospel with them before they're dispatched to the war area. И военные приходят. People come to Christ. Недавно у нас была такая удивительная возможность. Not long ago we had a wonderful opportunity. Одна группа из Америки. We had a group from America come and visit us. Захотела послужить украинским людям. And their project was to help Ukrainian people. И мы организовали такой вечер для вдов. And we organized a special service for widows. Где могли рассказать об Иисусе Христе. So this group could share their testimonies. They, they would hear the gospel. И помочь этим вдовам. And all the widows would be helped. И был полный зал. And we had overflow crowd that came. Неверующих людей. Many, many, most of them were lost people who came. Было очень много вдов. Many, many widows. О которых никто не мог позаботиться. And nobody was caring for them. Но Бог позаботился о них. But God reached out to them through us. И мы свидетельствовали о том, что Бог любит их. And we told them that God loves them. И мы раздавали им такие And they all got a big bag of groceries. И вот это все вдовы, которые потеряли за последний год на войне. If we can go back. You remember Eugene, he's been here a couple of times. All those ladies standing next to him are those young ladies who lost their husbands in the war. They're all widows. Uh, through the war going on in the east. There's 10,000 who have been killed so far. This is my family. This, this was picture was taken after that special widow service. We were so happy. We were so happy at how God was glorified. Not long ago my father died. И около 18 лет я хотел ему пытался свидетельствовать. I tried to lead him to the Lord for 18 years. И они не хотели меня слушать с мамой. He and, he and neither him or my mother wanted to hear it. 
И у меня была молитва, Господь, не забирай их, пока не спасешь. И перед смертью мой папа покаялся. И отошел в вечность. Моя мама очень из-за этого пила. И она не видела смысла. И я молился. И она пообещала, что придет на этот вечер вдов. Но она не пришла. Я очень расстроился. Но через месяц я ее пригласил в церковь. In about a month, I did get her to come to church. And you know, God saved her. And today she doesn't miss a service. God is living. Continue to pray. We thank you for your part in reaching souls and planting churches. And today I'm glad for the opportunity to, to share my story with you. How God saved me. But before I start my story, I want you to think about something. What is on God's heart? What are God's thoughts? What are His plans and desires? What would He like? От чего болит его сердце? Я хотел бы прочесть одно место Писания, которое записано в Исаии 61 главе, 1 и 2 стих. Я родился в Десне. I was born in Desna. Мои родители были военными. My parents were military people. Они приехали в Десну. They ended up in Desna. И там живут до сих жили до сих пор. And that's where they lived the rest of their lives. Там я родился. That's where I was born. Мои родители очень много работали. My parents were always working. У меня было много свободного времени. So I had a lot of free time. И я был предоставлен сам себе. I was basically in charge of myself. Когда у них были выходные, even when they had days off. Они предпочитали их проводить со своими друзьями. Пили, гуляли. They drank, they а я был на улице. I was on the Улица стала моей учительницей. Она меня научила многим грехам. Научила курить. Me to smoke, пить. Drink, воровать. Rob, драться. Fight. Одним словом, улица наполнила мою жизнь криминалом. И сделала меня криминалом. Criminal. В одиннадцатом классе я попробовал наркотики. Grade, I, I я начал колоться. 
не понимая, куда это меня в жизни приведет. И сколько будет зла и проблем из-за Однажды мы с моими друзьями услышали, что в Доме офицеров раздают бесплатно книги. И мы подумали, мы хотим себе бесплатно книгу. И мы пошли. А там раздавали Библии. Когда мы зашли в проход, один парень увидел, что мы под наркотиками. И он подошел к нам. И начал общаться с нами. Я почти ничего не помню с того, что он говорил нам. Кроме одних слов. Он сказал, He said this. Если вы захотите бросить, дьявол вас не отпустит. He said, if you ever want to get rid of drugs and give up drugs, the devil won't let you. Проходило время. Time went by. Однажды я гулял со своим другом. One time I was parting with a friend. Он был на слайде, его звать Олег. It's Oleg that you saw on the slides. И я ему сказал такие слова. And I said this to Oleg. С болью в сердце. With, with У меня такое чувство, что я больше никогда в жизни не брошу наркотики. Он говорит, ты помнишь слова того верующего парня? Что если мы захотим бросить, дьявол нас не отпустит. Я сказал, помню. I said, I После этого разговора я начал задумываться о своей жизни. И то, что я там видел, меня не радовало. Life, I, I like я видел два пути. Один это тюрьма. Второй это смерть. Так было у моих друзей. Умирать я не хотел. Было страшно. И я начал искать выход. Как изменить свою жизнь? Я пытался. Ничего не получалось. Не было сил. Наркотики еще больше разрушали мою жизнь. Разрушали мое здоровье. Разрушали мою семью. У меня было много проблем с полицией. Я не мог изменить свою жизнь. Однажды ко мне постучались рано утром. Я знал, что если рано утром стучат двери, это не друзья пришли. Так и было. Ко мне пришла полиция. Начали обыскивать мой дом. Моих двух соседок пригласили понятыми свидетелями. У меня дома нашли наркотики. Меня арестовали. Начали выводить. И мои соседи начали защищать меня. 
Вы, наверное, ошиблись. Игорь хороший парень. They said you're making a mistake. Igor's a good guy. Полиция говорит, да, мы знаем вашего хорошего парня, мы его постоянно арестовываем. И я после того, как меня освободили, был дома. Стук двери. Я открываю, стоит моя соседка. Говорит, Игорь, зайди ко мне в гости, я хочу с тобой пообщаться. Я думаю, ну, начнет мне рассказывать, как я докатился до такой жизни. Будет читать мне нотацию. И я учился с ее сыном в одном классе. И я думаю, сто процентов будет считать мне нататься. Когда я пришел к ней домой, она начала мне рассказывать о Боге. Я думаю, она сумасшедшая. У нас здесь не было верующих. Какой Бог? И я послушал и был удивлен. I to her and I, I was, I was я не помню ничего с того, что она говорила. Кроме одного. Она мне начала включать христианскую музыку. She turned on some Christian music. И одну песню я помню, как сейчас. And one of the songs I remember to this day. Дай мне подойти к тебе поближе. And the song, the, the singer is singing, Lord. Allow me to come closer to you. Early in the morning, so I could I could kiss the hem of your garment. For some unexplained reason, I got chills all over my body. The hair began to stand out, and tears began to come to my eyes. I was in shock over what was happening to me. I didn't understand this. I turned away. Начал вытирать слезы. Began to wipe away the tears. Не понимая, что происходит. I couldn't understand this. Мне было стыдно. I was ashamed. Я такой хотел казаться смелым бандитом. Here I am, one of the big bandits in town. И тут от песни расплакался. And I'm crying over a song in front of a lady. Я вышел от нее просто не понимая, что происходит. I ran out of the house just totally bewildered. Я начал об этом рассказывать своим друзьям. I told my friends what happened. Мои друзья говорят, она сумасшедшая. And they said, Igor, she is out of her mind. Лучше с ней не общайся. It'd be better for you to have avoid her, have nothing to do with her. И я начал ее избегать. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't. I was afraid of her. Если я видел, она идет домой. If I saw her walking down the street, я ждал, пока она зайдет, чтобы мы с ней I would wait for her to pass by so I wouldn't cross her path. Но она была настырная. But she was, she was, uh, Приносила ко мне домой христианскую литературу. She would bring Christian literature to my home. И однажды я пришел домой. One time I came home. И моя мама говорит, тетя Галя тебе принесла книги. Я был под наркотиком. Я открыл, это была Библия. Мне так стало страшно, я закрыл ее. I, I got terrified. I slammed it shut. 
дал маме сказал больше ничего у нее не бери I gave it to my mother I says don't take anything from her whatever she come whatever she brings don't take it я начал еще больше ее бояться and I began to fear her even more моя жизнь заходила все в тупик и в тупик but at the same time my life was going continuing to go in a downward spiral везде были проблемы I had huge problems однажды ночью я шел пьяным one day on night I'm coming home drunk это было пол третьего ночи it was 2.30 a.m. Моя соседка подметала в подъезде. And lo and behold, my neighbor is, uh, they lived in a large apartment building, my neighbor is sweeping the vestibule in the apartment building at 2.30 a.m. Тогда мне показалось это странным. I thought this was really strange. Сейчас я понимаю, что Бог не давал ей сна. I realize now that God kept her awake and God sent her there. Она у меня спросила, Игорь, как у тебя дела? And she said, Игорь, how are things going? Я махнул рукой, какие дела? I just said, what kind of, what kind of life? Все плохо. Everything's bad. Она говорит, приходи к нам на служение, может тебе понравится. She said, why don't you come to our church service? Maybe, maybe you'll like it. Я был выпивший. I was drunk. Я говорю, приду. Because I'm drunk, I said, okay. Она говорит, обещаешь? But she said, do you promise? Я уже понимал, что не могу выкрутиться. And I, I, I couldn't get out of it, and I was totally wasted. Я говорю, обещаю. So I said, promise. Точно? Sure, you absolutely promise. Я говорю, точно. I said, I absolutely promise, yes. И я решил пойти. And so I had to go. Когда я пришел туда, when I went into that church service, все были ко мне такие вежливые. Everybody was just friendly to me. Хочешь сядь здесь, хочешь сядь здесь. You can sit here, could you sit by us? You can sit there. Я был как ежик. And uh, колючий такой. Колючий ежик. Знаете, такое животное, ежик, колючий. Как колючка. Давайте как кактус. I, I was like a cactus. I was very sensitive. Я не хотел, чтобы меня трогали. I didn't want anybody to touch me. И там я увидел одного мужчину. There was a man there in that service. По нему было видно, что у него была жизнь похожа на мою. And I could tell right away that he had lived a life like mine. И он рассказал, как Бог изменил его жизнь. But he gave a testimony of how God saved him and changed his life. И я его слушал. I listened. И я подумал, ему повезло. And I thought, How lucky he is. How fortunate for him. Только я так подумал. And as I was thinking that, он обратился ко мне. He eventually came up to me. Он говорит, Игорь, Бог сегодня тебе предлагает новую жизнь. And he said, Игор, today God is giving you an opportunity. Ты вправе согласиться, вправе уйти. He is giving you a choice. You have the right to accept it or reject it. Выбор за тобой. It's your decision. Бог тебя заставлять не будет. God won't force you to come to him. Я говорю, я хочу новую жизнь. I just automatically said, I, I want a new life. Я устал. I'm tired. Он говорит, давай помолимся. He said, let's pray. Я говорю, я никогда не молился. I said, I've never prayed in my life. Он говорит, не проблема. Not a problem. Повтори за мной. Repeat after me. И я эту молитву помню, как сейчас. I remember that prayer word for word to this day. Господь, прости мне мои грехи. God, forgive my sins. Come into my heart. 
изменил мою жизнь. Когда я сказал Аминь, во мне включили свет. Я открыл глаза. Все меня начали поздравлять. У меня было такое впечатление, что я знал их уже очень давно. Был чай. They had tea, печенье, sweets. Моя мама думает, где я пропал. It'd been quite a long time, and my mom was starting to worry about what happened to me. И что там со мной делают? Because she knew where I went, and she was wondering what they had done to me. Отправила на разведку мою сестру. She sent my sister as a spy to find out what's going on. Моя сестра пришла, ее усадили пить чай. So my sister came in and they made her sit by me and drink tea and eat baked, baked goods too. Когда мы возвращаемся домой, when we came home, моя мама стоит вот так. My mom is standing there like this. <laughs> И спрашивает, что вам там делают, что вы такие счастливые пришли? They said, what did she said? What did they do to you that you, you, you look so happy? Я говорю, пойди посмотри. Я понял, что Бог изменил мою жизнь. Что-то произошло. И я думаю, нужно пойти рассказать своим друзьям. И я пошел им рассказывать. Как вы думаете, что они сказали? Он сошел с ума. Я начал задумываться о своей жизни. Для чего меня спас Бог? Что на сердце у Бога? Почему Бог вытащил меня с такой ямы? Я подумал, наверное, не для того, чтобы я кушал попкорн на телевизор. И я задумался над тем, что написано в Луки 4 глава. And, and I was directed to a verse in Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has appointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of our Lord. And that is what That's what is on the heart of God. To, to help those that are captives. God is concerned for people. For those that are enslaved, like I. Those that are blind. They don't see a way out. God's Heart is aching for people. И я увидел это. I saw that. Что Бог хочет, чтобы я ему служил. That God wanted me to serve Him. Чтоб я нес Его весть. That I would bring His message of salvation to other people. В этот мир. In the world. И я сейчас занимаюсь этим. And that's what I do now. И благовествую о Христе. I evangelize for Christ. И Бог через мое личное свидетельство спас многих моих друзей. И когда я видел два пути, первый это тюрьма, 
Второе это смерть. The second was death. Бог дал, показал мне третий путь. But God showed me a third path. Это идти за Ним. That's to walk with Him. И сейчас есть три категории людей из моих друзей. Now in in my circle of friends, there's three categories. Одна это те, которые сидят в тюрьме. There's those that are in prison. Многие уже умерли. And there's many who have died. И третьи, которые, как и я, выбрали Божий путь. And then the third category is those who have found the Lord. И когда я выхожу в воскресенье проповедовать. And so when I come and preach from my pulpit on Sunday mornings. Я вижу их лица. I see their faces. Я с одной стороны радуюсь. And I'm so happy on the one hand. Что Бог спас их. That God saved them. С другой стороны, я понимаю, что еще многие погибают. But at the same time, my heart aches because there's still many others who are captives. И нужно трудиться. We need to work. Чтобы они получили спасение. To bring them the freedom. Нужно благовествовать. We need to evangelize. Потому что это на сердце у Бога. Because that's what's on God's heart. Потому что Бог болит за Бога боль за каждого из нас. Because God his heart aches for every soul. That's what God has us here for. Just like a human mother and father want the best for their children. That's the same way God wants the best for every person. That's why he gave his only begotten son for us. His son, Jesus Christ. And praise God. I'd like to share one incident with you. We, every summer we have a camp for children. And we, we print out invitations and we walk throughout the town handing out these invitations. And different people have different reactions. Одни рады, другие не рады. Some are happy to get the invitations and others are not so happy. И вот однажды, после того, как мы раздали пригласительные, мы с командой готовились в церкви. И мне раздался звонок. Один брат нашей церкви говорит, and one the brother who took the phone call said this. He said, Igor, there's a, a lady by the name of Lena who wants to talk with you. I knew Lena well. She knew me. Her husband had been, he was one of the drug dealers that my group had robbed many times. I thought, uh-oh. What does she want? <laughs> I said, okay, give her my phone. So I get a phone call. I get the phone call. She said, Igor, this is Lena. I said, I understand. I said, what's the, what's, what happened? She said, that, was that you that sent out these people to give out these invitations? I figured she's upset about something. Maybe they gave candy or something. She's not happy. I said, yeah, that was us. В чем проблема? I said, what's the problem? Она говорит, Игорь, помоги нам. She said, Игорь, help us. Я говорю, что случилось? I said, what's the problem? 
Она говорит, я сижу со своим мужем Левой на кухне. So I was sitting with my husband, she said, at our kitchen table. Я говорю, Лева, я больше так не могу жить. And I was telling my husband, I can't live like this anymore. Я хочу покончить жизнь самоубийством. I want to end my life and just commit suicide. I've, I'm, I've, I'm done. Я устал наркотики употреблять, пить. I'm so defeated by drugs and alcohol. I, I, I just want out. Я не могу изменить свою жизнь. I can't change. Дети страдают, все вокруг рушится. Everything around me is deteriorating. My children are perishing. И тут заходит наш сын Илья. At that very moment, my son came through the door. И говорит, мама, мне пригласительную в лагерь раздали. И она говорит, дай посмотрю. Берет пригласительную. И видит, это делает наша церковь. И говорит, Лева, нам надо идти к Игорю в церковь, там помогут. Игорь, помоги. Я, help us. я не Бог. I said, I'm not God. Бог может вам помочь. Что нам делать? Я говорю, приходите в воскресенье в церковь. Она говорит, да, мы придем. Я обещаю. I promise. А есть что-то раньше? But do you have a, a service before Sunday? Я говорю, да, есть в среду служение. Можно мы придем? Я говорю, да, в 7 часов вечера. Утром я рано сплю. Звонок. Игорь, доброе утро. Игорь, доброе утро. Игорь, а сегодня будет служение? Я говорю, да, у нас каждую среду в 7 часов есть служение. В обед звонит. Игорь, привет. Это Лена. Будет служение? Я говорю, у нас каждую среду в 7 часов. Начинается служение. Well, then the service starts. Снова звонок. And, and she's calling again. Игорь, это Лена. Игорь, this is Lena. Так будет служение? Is there going to be a service? Я говорю, да, мы уже собрались, said, we're, начинаем. We're, we're almost ready to start. Она мне говорит, встречай нас. I'll, I'll, we're coming. И я веду служение. So I start the service. Они заходят в дверь. And then they come in through the back door. Проходят со всеми, здороваются. Доходят до кафедры. И говорят, Игорь, нам надо поговорить. Я говорю в церкви, извините, я сейчас приду. Я выхожу. Она говорит, Игорь, помоги нам. Мы устали уже. Что нам нужно делать? What do we need to do? Я говорю, вам нужно покаяться. I said, you need to repent and be saved. Она говорит, мы готовы. We're ready. Мы стали на колени. We got on our knees and we prayed. Они обратились к Богу. And you know they turned to God. Покаялись в своих грехах. They repented of their sins. После аминь. And after we said amen. Она плакала. She wept. И уже другими слезами. And you know there were tears of joy now. И год назад у них родился еще один ребенок. Удивительно, насколько добрый Бог. 
how good God is. And what kind of miracles he does. Amen. Amen.